in the cabbage. Right, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. Just a reminder. Keep swinging. Welcome back to In the Cabbage. I'm your boy, Tommy Swain. To my right, or your left, Andrew Witt. Yeah, yeah. Well, we before we jumped on the mics, we were talking about SNL a little bit. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and you said you don't really... I always forget, because you're not a huge TV or movie guy. Not really, and especially SNL. Like You would, that, you would think that that would not be up my alley, right? Right, because it's like you know sketch comedy. I don't know if you're going to be a huge fan of that. Who's the who's the new guy that you were just showing me, though? Because he's hilarious, and I love Key and Peele, though. I oh, would consider that like Shane Gillis. Comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to yeah. check out more of that guy, dude. Shane Gillis was fired... Um, like seven days after he got his Yikes. essential dream that's, job for doing imitation of an Asian accent on a podcast. <laughs> like, oh, he did it. He got fired because he did it on a podcast. Yeah, it was on his podcast. Mm, that's and, tough. And you know, he's a he's a comedian and kind of pushed the line a little bit. I didn't say anything. You know, but as bad. all as all good comedians do, though, they always ride that line. Yeah, he pushed it, and it was right in the hit, like heart of cancel culture, and he um. He took one for the team. Yeah, you know, I've seen a couple of his clips that you showed me, and they definitely, I don't i don't know if they would say ride that line. They are definitely heavily straddling. Uh, he heavily straddles the line. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a and, little dangerous. To me, he just does it so funny, and it's, I don't know, there's a special, like, I'm going to nerd out for a second. It's yeah, like yeah, a special, go for it, go for like, it. it's power this guy has. It really is. It's a way of him delivering it without it feeling like racially or insensitive and um i guess he because he does stand-up comedy this stand-up comedy in new york that's mm. his home comedy club okay. okay so everyone's got like homes right where they go up and do reps like right. la has the comedy store yeah it's almost like an open mic right, right. where they can kind of like practice their stuff you have to get on the list like you have right. to be approved okay. you have to do a test show or a testing and then they get you on the list and then you're approved so you can't just sign up gotcha so him and then the comedy seller, which is famous in New York, which I would say the best comedians are at right now. Okay. And then there's Texas um, Mothership, um, which is Joe Rogan's gotcha. comedy club. They have one in LA too, right? Yeah, the comedy store. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so comedy store was the hot place for a hot minute. Okay. When Joe Rogan was in town. I see. That's where everyone was going. Gotcha. And then Joe Rogan left. Went to Texas. He built his own comedy club, which people are now starting to flock a bit more to Texas. Mm -hmm. But most of the comedians, for whatever Hot reason at the time, York. just came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I mean, I don't even watch like LA podcasts anymore, really. Really? So this guy is kind of just like dominating the New York scene. He's coming up big, right? Yeah, he's like the the next big thing right yeah. now. Um, and he's got a special, opinion. you were saying he's got a special thing, like an aura about him, right? Like a delivery method. Yeah, it's like he's in these comedy clubs in New York, like one of the most liberal places in the world, and he's able to like work in these crowds. <clears throat> and every comedian says he kills. Yeah, I'm sure. So it's, it's weird to see someone work like that where you're like, he's definitely saying some like harsh stuff. 
It, it's it's very um, like I would say like very like judgmental and very like right. um, what what's the word I'm looking for here? Like it's it, a little bit racist. It's yeah. Really, it's a little bit. It's, it's racial. It's really rides that line. Yeah. But w- he's got a way of delivering it, and he's. I think it's a lot of it is the look. Yeah, he, you could argue it's a lot of it is the look as well. He just has that look about him. He's kind of like a kind of like. He kind of looks like you. You kind of look like him a little bit. He played. Uh, <laughs> he played D one football at uh, West Point. Yeah, and he hated it so much he quit within like the first week. Really, or first month he went there. He like, which is like technically dishonorable discharge, because he's technically a part of the like military at that right, point. Okay. And so, like, like West Point calls the parents and warns them, like, you can't, your kid's going to call and want to quit within the first month. Don't answer the phone. Don't let them home. Damn. Okay. And he called his dad and his mom. He's like, like, fuck this. I'm out. And they're like, no, no, no. And he's like, are you kidding me? Get your ass up here and get me out of here. And they got, they came and got him. Oh, my God. That's kind of a crazy little story. Yeah. Dude. So he, it, it's all in the stand-up special. He, he packs a punch. Let me tell you, he's got a different way of like delivering jokes. He yeah. clearly has a different way of thinking and going about things. Yeah. Right. It takes some serious balls to get your dream job. Then get fired seven days later from SNL. He, he jokes about all the time. Where it's like he's like, oh, the lowest point in my life. <laughs> and like people are like, no, like I learned a lot from it. And he's like, no, it all sucked. You're right. He's really, really blunt to the point, dude. Right. He says it how it is, and he's got a certain way of like kind of just laughing it off, and it's fucking hilarious. He just delivers it. So um, Louis C.K. is like loves Shane Gillis. Okay. Um, it's just interesting, but um, you know, I'm feeling a little limber right now. Yeah, I know you are, dude. You knocked out a little bit of like, uh, you know, you really came to with your 21 days here and you kicked it off in the right way, the right fashion here. Right. Um, Or not even like literally two days after the last podcast that we recorded because, um, you know, you're going to be out of town. We'll get to that in a little bit. But, dude, you got right back into the saddle here and you really did what you're talking about. You're walking the talk. Yeah, I was I didn't want to do it at all. No, but how good did you feel after you knocked out some yoga? I was exhausted. Yeah. And I think it motivated me because I'm like, I'm so unflexible. I also looked at the wrong YouTube video. Okay. What did you look up? Like advanced I, I looked. No, no. I went. Season four. Like. I went like <laughs> uh, yoga. I just Googled yoga. And I just wanted to see what I could start finding. Right. Found this dude who had like a beginner's yoga class. I like the look of his channel. Like, you know. Whatever. I clicked on it and um, he had like another YouTube video called like Yoga for Men. I'm like, oh, okay. Great. It was like episode 22. I want to do yoga and I'm a guy. So, <laughs> right. check, check. I thought, I don't know, it'd be like more groin stretches or like whatever guys have issues with. Sure. Like, whatever. I, like, maybe he like did for athletes. He looked pretty athletic himself. And it, soon I come to realize it's not yoga for men, it's read right as like yoga for men. <laughs> no way, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like like he meant it like this is going to fucking suck. And within the first oh, 10 five, 5 or 7 minutes I'm like, "Oh, this is a workout." Like he's doing yoga push-ups. Oh. Which are like way, really yeah, that's, fast. That's tough. Really fast like you're putting all the way on your like 
wrist and you're moving them forward, warming oh, them up. Right. You're staying on your toes and you're moving back into your feet and That's, then you're doing a yeah, push-up. See, this is all the shit that you just <clears throat> never ever train. Mm-hmm. And like it's so difficult just to do if you're already in it shape. It felt because- but like so within 10 minutes it was still his warm-up, and I'm like sweating pretty good. Of course. And he turns it up. He's going, and it's like the flow of which he's going to these motions. And, right. They're very athletic. Oh, my strong, God. Like, yeah. Super strong. He's, like, doing handstands. It's, like, a great time <laughs> to do a handstand if you want. And by, like, it was a 35-minute video. And by, whole, like, minute, like, 18, I was done. You just but, called it quits? No, I didn't. Okay. That a kid. I said, okay, clearly I can't do what they're doing. Right. So everything he's standing or doing difficulty difficult i would do on my knees mm, okay so the yoga push-ups i did on my knees there you go i took like a little load off of it and then also if i like felt like i needed a break from the craziness for he was throwing out right i would just stretch great so i just like imitate something he was kind of doing and right. just kind of kind of follow along like then, warrior two when he was doing something crazy right then you just hop in a little groin stretch or something like right. that. yeah and okay. so i was like three more minutes got to 21 like, all right, like, I should just stop now. I kind of look. I take a little break. I, like, text you or something. And then I look at Madison. She's still in the shower. I'm like, well, what would I do anyways? Would just sit on the couch, right. just kind of so hang out. Like, play you know. another three minutes. I'm like, all right, 24. Right. Same thing kind of happened. And then I look again, and I'm at 28. And then it's like, the video's like 32 minutes. You're like, I'm there. Yeah, I'm just going to go. Yeah. And so I did it. Awesome, buddy, dude. Uh, that's that's fantastic. Um I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things. It's fun to do. It's very, very challenging because we never do anything like that. It helps my ankle out immensely. Love that. You probably just feel, you just, every time that I have finished and do yoga and I would love to get back into it with you. And I said I would. So Mm -hmm. I knocked out a class last Thursday. Um, I took a yoga class actually in college. Like that was part of my, right, that was that. Like part of like a full on semester class where I learned all these poses and names and blah, blah, blah. But I just re- really remember how much I enjoyed it. How like in tune you can actually be with your body mm-hmm. and in, in the best and the worst way, knowing like, yo, Mike, this shit is tight and it does not feel good. Let's like, let's focus more on that. It gets you like, into like a rhythm really like, really understanding like i was i did it outside love that it was like perfect weather 74 right. it was like sun setting i already had dinner and it like it just like helps out your mental your body knowing where you're at feels you very in the moment relaxed and also just makes you feel overall better because you have an innate like a nagging ankle injury you know like yeah you i think it. i'm pretty sure I, I have a bone bruise yeah, on this that's, ankle. That's tough. Because I, mean, I you, twisted it really bad. Yeah, and you it, redid it, right? And then I redid it right before your wedding. Mm. Right before we went to play golf, I absolutely I snapped it. He was like, oh, we were packing up in the car like the morning of. And right. Like, I just broke my ankle. Like, I'm not good. Right. Like, I'm in a <laughs> lot of pain. And I ended up being, like, somewhat fine for the weekend. Yeah, you shook it off just like those Gumby ankles always do. Dude. But it's, like, ter- <laughs> like, it's part of the reason why I want to do yoga. Like, I'm twisting my ankle a lot. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Like, I could tell, like, sometimes I lose balance on certain things. Well, I have also, like, a ruptured eardrum. Right. And that does not help whatsoever. With with the balance at all. So, I'm like, okay, I need to, like, (laughs) stretch. And by the way, like, that's not uncommon. Like, a, a clogged or, like, a ruptured eardrum. That's where you're in tune, your balance. Like, your... 
equilibrium lies. So I'm mm. just kind of, I needed to explain that real quick because you've told right. me a million times, but maybe it doesn't, it's not a very common thing for oh, yeah, people like, just have broken eardrums like all, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm missing 80% of my eardrum, my right eardrum. It's crazy. So like if you have a pressure issue issue and you have sinus problems as you do as well, like it th totally throws off your, your equal or like equilibrium of like balance and how to stand and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like that would, it, yoga is a good way to kind of bring some of that back. Right. And it's not going it. to fix the issue, but at this point it's, it's going to combat it. Right. It's going to make it better. Right. And then, um, you know, like I'm back on not eating past nine. Haven't done that. Perfect. So it's just, you know, last night I slept extremely well. I woke up and I wasn't, you know, sore. I'm finding myself sore. Like I used to never get sore, like for weirdly, unless oh, yeah. I was lifting. If I'm lifting, then I'm sore. But for like normal, like everyday stuff, I don't really wake up. I'm like, oh, my body aches. Oh, you don't? No, I don't. But now I do. Oh, I was going to say I do now for sure. I felt that in the last couple years now. Yeah, like I, I couldn't, I very rarely have I woken up and been like, ooh, my body is just naturally sore. Like I'm rested. Right. Like, and yeah, no, I, I always wake up, I'm stiff, something's going on. I'm like, ooh, I got to work this thing out today. Like this is, this is a rough life, man. Like what the hell? Yeah, it's Love so funny. We so overrated when you're waking up the age of 19, you know, and you're like, you just went out for a, a night of like, you know, 18 drinks, you're just crushing them. Right. And then you wake up and you're feeling like you're, you're hungover. But you're waking up and everything is feeling like, oh, I feel good. I'm all right. Like, I'm, my head's just pounding. Right. And, like, if I did that now, it would be crippled. <laughs> it, would, it would take me about an hour to get out of bed and muster the strength. Right? Dude, you, you're back alone. I don't understand how you – It's we got to get that thing We got to get that out. thing figured out, dude. It's better. It's honestly like because of the yoga and I committed back to rolling out and stretching. Right, and but doing you also that for told like me the back was tight right before the scramble. It was a little tight. I know. And I rolled out and stretched the night before. I probably slept funny, honestly, dude. Like the, literally that's just what it takes these days. Like I wake up and I got a crick in my neck. It's like, what is going on? Yeah, my neck was like cricked on the putting thing too. And I just, you know, when I was stretching, like you said, you, you like learn where you're like, oh, my neck's been tight recently. And I haven't like I've kind of ignored it, but for whatever reason, doing that, like just it gets you. I think it's a lot of it is like the focus on which you have to like put into the class. Mm -hmm. It like makes you like really almost highlight the areas. You're like, wow, I need to like give some, you know, some uh, some focus to this area. Yeah, so I gotta do it. I'm gonna do it in Oregon, which I'm excited about. Yeah, dude, you're going to be heading out of here, what, in a couple of days here? That's why, that's the whole reason why we hopped over here on a little Wednesday night, get a little second session for the week because, yeah. Your gonna, boy's gone. Daddy's going to be out of town for a hot minute. Yeah, I'm going to Oregon. We're going to Shuttle Lodge. I always say it wrong, so it's probably Subtle or Shuttle. It's probably Subtle. Subtle Lodge. Shadow? Nope, not Shadow. <laughs> I know that for a, for a fact. Okay. And we're going to call it Subtle Lodge. Okay. Subtle Lodge. That's definitely what it is. And um, it's like glamping. It's your story and sticking to it. Got yeah. It, got it, got it. They have like, um, you know, the in-laws always treat us nice. They get us all like the family, like a big cabin. Mm -hmm. And there's like beds and bathroom. There's sometimes a kitchen. Um, it's like, and then it's also like walking distance to this like main cabin, which is kind of like a hotel. Okay. It's definitely a hotel. They have like a check-in, stuff like that. Right. They have other smaller rooms there. And they have an unreal bar. 
Like Fire. With craft cocktails. Fire. They have an amazing chef there. So this is this sounds like the glamping trip of a lifetime. Right. So you're on like your own personal little like beautiful lake out there. They also have this thing called the Boathouse where they have like really good burgers, mm. fun cocktails. And the main attraction for Daddy. Of course. Lay it on us here. Swirl ice cream. I thought you were going to say golf, but swirl ice cream is swirl real nice. <laughs> uh, the Bell House, that's the chocolate and vanilla swirl yogurt. Yeah, that always seems to hit, right? Oh, it, they like, don't give you any toppings with it. They just hand it to you. And I, I shit you not, it's a magical experience. I've bought, I bought... Yeah. Because last time we went, there was a heat wave that came through. Oh, yeah. Last year, you were not a happy camper 103, at all. 103, no AC. Yikes. Like 101, no AC. So you could just, could, there's no way you can pry yourself away from the ice cream machine. No. Dude. And it, also, the worst part about it is it didn't cool off at night. Yeah. It was so, also a weird hate, like heat wave because it was like humid, right? Like it was like Yeah. So it'd still be like 80, 68. We're like a little hot and humid. Yeah. And so you're like, you're this like, isn't comfortable. This is not, this is not, wait, well, I thought it was warmer than that. I thought it was in the mid seventies. Could have been too. I was, I was lowballing it not to sound like too no, no, extreme. No, I, I said 82. Yeah. It was like it was 75 hot. at night. 72, 75. I remember looking at the, I like the weather being like, what the hell is going on in Oregon right now? Because it's beautiful down here in SoCal. It's yeah. like 84, 87. It's beautiful. But right. Oregon was just on fire. This Dude, time. It, the low was, was not very low. Yeah, I remember this, looking at that. This low is like 40, high of like 81. Yeah, and that's beautiful. You still want a little hot. Like, so of if course. you can get like mid 80s, but have it drop to like whatever. As, as, at least at it's night, below 65, 68. It's like 45, 65 at yeah. night. Yeah. But the, main, uh, the other thing I'm really excited about, we do excursions and stuff like that. But we're doing, uh, me and uh, the father-in-law are going to go play golf. Yeah, that's going to be awesome, dude. And really, the really golf cool. out there is really, really fun. There's a little track we play out there. It's one, like, course redesign of the year in Oregon in, like, 2016. Very nice course. Uh, one of the best I've played. Yeah, you got a chance to play, like, nine holes, was it? Or 12 holes I played or something 18, like that? They have two courses. They have Big Meadow and Black Butte. Um like something like woods or something. The uh -huh. other one is both of them were rated at one point, both rated in public tracks in Oregon, but, but like both have like national ratings, um, and like public tracks and, um, played 18. And after the first 18 that everyone was done, I said, not, not I. Right. And you charged it. I went for the other 18 cause mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be the same day. They were going to go back and do nothing. I didn't want to go sit on the lake again. Yeah, and you also just didn't want to sit in, like, 98-degree weather. Like, let's drive around in a cart and maybe, and like, hang out in the shade and play some golf. Right, so I went out there, charged it myself. I got there. No one was before me. Yeah, it was wide open, you were telling me. No one was behind me. Yeah. And I flew through nine in, like, or three through seven holes in maybe, like, an hour. It was really nice. You're taking your time, playing by yourself. You had a cart. Playing well. I think I went like seven and I was like th four over or something. Something like that. Yeah, you're playing pretty well. And then I copped to somebody on eight and then it was dead slow. Like mm -hmm. eight, nine, ten. It took me like almost another 45 to an hour. They were hammered. Right. Was, they all sucked at golf. It was taking right. forever. Sure. And at that point, that's when you ended up reeling it back in. You're like, you know what? I'm good. I'm yeah, good. The front nine was pretty magical. The back nine looked a lot of the same. 
right. uh, of like the course earlier, which is really heavily tree lined. This one was on like a meadow. Wow, that's really cool. And then the other in the back nine looked like it was in the woods. But, so, yeah. are you going back and playing those two? I'm just gonna play one. You're gonna the, play the, the Glaze Meadow, which is like or Big Meadow. Um, is that the one that you ended up stopping halfway yeah. with? Okay, nice. So I didn't finish the back nine. Okay, cool. And uh, my father-in-law never played the course at all. Right. So that'll be perfect for the two of you. You get to finish what you didn't. You, what um, you know what you didn't quite finish, and then Vavrock gets to check <clears> out the other course too. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited for you to check that out again because you told me it was um, you know one of your top courses. We've can. We've like discussed a few top courses on the pod before, yeah. and this is the one that definitely sneaks on in there, like the four slot. You yeah, know? four or five for me. It depends how I'm feeling. I think it's just you know I'll send you more videos because I won't be so hot and I won't be so miserable this course. Um, just uh, the it just is so unique. You feel like you're like on hole three. You're like driving next to a pond. It's like lily pads. It's like a meadow. Mm -hmm. Like tall weeds, like grass everywhere. Um, and on the on the green, there's a f like hundreds of tiny frogs. So cool. And you're like, what is going on? And you get there, and they all kind of like hop out of your way. You kind of like brush your line. I put like so cool, dude. Like threw a bunch of frogs. That's kind of epic. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. And I pick it up. I'm like, wow, this is like pretty parrot or something. It's one of those places in golf courses, and we've kind of stressed it before, but it's a place where golf doesn't really seem like it actually works or fits or should be there. Right. Right. It's like golf on the beach. It's like golf in the middle of a forest. It's like golf in the middle of like a meadowy area where there's like wildlife all over the place. Yeah. Golf should be played in like. like that's Weird where it feels places. most. That's where it feels most special. Right on the beach is obviously number one. The natural sand you get from the beaches makes the best golf courses. It's really cool. Um, it's just like proven. Um, woods golf is awesome. You get a lot more sounds. The game, the audio game is turned way up. Yeah, it's like that huge echo and the sounds right. all over the place, which makes it sound epic and yeah. fun and extremely difficult. Um, we kind of talked about like what our favorites were. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I love desert golf for the sheer willpower, like it human takes... will willpower just to make a golf course. Oh yeah. That good. And how crazy is that? You're like, let's move a ton, a ton of sand and you know, soil onto like just nothing rocks. Right. And you're just like, let's make a course and there's right. water and like, dude, it's beautiful. And it, it, again, it's like an oasis type setting. Yeah, it's um, pretty special. You played some golf today. How'd you uh, How'd you shoot today, bud? Yeah, dude, I did, pre I did pretty good. Um, there was nothing that was spectacular with my game. Okay, um, the driving was really solid. Again, I feel like I might have might have found something here in the last like couple months since I've been playing. Wow. That's real special the, for I you. I think the driving is. I'm getting my start line much much more online with like you know how I'm intending it to, and it's curving far less left and right. Yeah, you, know? you didn't have any huge, huge misses when we played. I didn't, I I didn't really like remember. miss, miss. You know, like sometimes I have a, a huge miss, like of 70, 80 yards offline. Like obviously that's like out of bounds on most courses, but it just right. goes into like the next hole over through the fairway and in the rough. Like I never really have that. I'm always in the line of our 
of our like tree line and rough. So I feel like the driving was pretty solid. Iron game wedge play again, like pretty solid. Didn't hit a ton of greens, but like never really missed by much. So like, you know, I can't, can't really be mad at, about that. You know, 140 out. Nice. Missing to like 35 feet, 40 feet. Not bad. Like I'm going to take it. Just wasn't quite crispy. And then the putter was really nice today, dude. Thank God. The putter... I had my doubts and I was like, you had to talk me off a ledge with this thing. It's hard because I was there. Like when you came over, it's like a fame. I might even go back to get my putter like retouched up. Yeah. Um, I'm in my head about it right now, but it was so funny. Anyways, I just got it. You picked it up. And you're like, dude, it's like I'm having, I'm having a hard time keeping it on the line. Is what you said when you picked my putter up. Yeah. And I was like repping it out and I've like kind of figured it out. But I do feel like I have a harder time for whatever reason, keeping this thing online. I don't know if it's because, like, the shaft, maybe it is too long. Maybe I changed my putting stroke. I just want to go back and re-have him assess. Yeah. Uh, maybe he needs to bend it less. I don't know. Or he looks at me, he's like, you're fucking crazy. It's fine. Which right, is and, and then you're like, great, I just needed that confirmation. I just needed to get that out of my head. But mm -hmm. uh, you came up and you were like, you know, ever since, like, I had to go through that moment where I'm like, this putter, I can't, I can't putt with it. Mm -hmm. Like, and then I had to mentally be like, dude, there's no going back. Even if you suck with this putter, you'll right. figure it out. No, you had to talk me off the ledge because I was about ready to ditch this thing. And it's literally not for a fact of, I, I just putt really bad with it. And I was just not used to doing that ever. And I thought I was just going to get this putter and it was going to be like a, a pure replacement. And then I would just putt a little bit better from there. You know, right, and that just not—that's not the case. You get a new tool in your hand; it's a little bit different. So it's um always just hard. It's being a good warning to new players, for sure. Like you're gonna get fitted for clubs, and then it's gonna be your swing. You had a good thought, which is so funny. It's like don't change your swing because those clubs are made for your swing. It's yes, exactly, and I think it takes a slight adjustment period because you're gonna change maybe the length, the lie. You know, maybe the loft a little bit. Something's going to feel a little bit different. You're not going to have the same shafts. You're not going to have the same swing weights, club weights, or grips. Like, mm -hmm. everything's different, right? And so you, maybe you're so used to playing with something for five or six years, maybe even longer. In my case, I had the same putter for, like, 15 years, and you just, like, learned how to, like, deal with whatever you had, right? And kind of manage right. those misses. And then you get something that actually fits, and you are trying to fight something that's no longer there. Right. And so you're kind of like trying to figure out like, well, how should I be doing this? And it's like, right. well, actually everything was made for you. So just keep doing what you're kind of doing. And so you, I don't know why I didn't think about that in the first place, but you literally had to tell me that and like, dude, what are you doing? Like you're putting too much weight here. You're like, you're thinking about your high line too much. Just literally stand over it, grab it, hit a putt like you normally do. And I'm like, okay. And it's been like the little magical touch. And then I've also gotten a, a you know, a decent amount more reps with it too. Yeah, we came over here, we rolled it on the mat. That's really exciting to hear the putters finally coming together because when your new putter does come together, mm -hmm. which is like been by far my favorite thing to fit was my putter, you really feel like you have like an extra little, you get excited to take it out of the bag, you get excited to get it in your hand. Oh yeah. So I get it. It's um, so an exciting thing. I think after this past weekend with a two-man scramble, I was still like you know finding a right. decent groove with it but i wasn't quite there the round today i felt like i was there with it kind of wow, wearing like the same in. exactly like i rolled a lot of 20 foot putts like lipping out i like lipped out like two or three times from like 15 18 20 That's feet exciting. burning it by the edge and like burning like, you know 
going past the hole like a foot or foot and a half, like perfect speed, perfect speed every single time. Ooh, so you gotta love those really good putts. And like they all had a lot of chances to go in. So um, and undrained a lot of like three to five footers again. Perfect. So um, again, just a nice strength. I think I finished like seven over through fifteen. Um, we had a hop out there because it was the summer solstice today. Yeah, you know? I watched the uh, abandoned dunes people go off this morning. I saw that as well. I saw that as well. Super and it was cool on Instagram. tough, tough to watch. And I think, you know what? I'm glad we didn't go because I'm not in the shape I would lo- I would want to be in. It would be a brutal day out there. Yeah, like we're going to need to buy like some really nice walk shoes. So anyone who doesn't know, Band Dunes is a set of golf courses, multiple nationally ranked and best golf courses in the United States. Link style golf on the coast. In of Oregon, Oregon. Mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of remote to get there, and but it's a huge facility. It's like Pinehurst. It's like you stay there, all you do is golf. It's the best golf in the world, and you come home. Um, they have one day a year, I guess, like in Oregon. I don't know. The sun must last forever up there. It does because it's more north. Right. So I think sunset tonight was like eight twenty or something like that, or eight fifteen. I'm pretty sure. Sunrise would be about 45 minutes earlier mm-hmm. and the sun would set about 45 minutes later. Yeah. So they tee off at like 5 a.m. and they play four courses, four full 18s walking and they get gift baskets. It's a fun thing to do. It's quite a bit of money. Um, but you also need to put your name in a lottery. Yeah. You see, you sign up. Yeah. yeah. You see, you hit the time. But there is a wait list though, right? I, Not thought, you, I a- thought you told me a wait list so much as you got to just be on your game. Yeah. You got to be like, you, you're on a wait list to get an email confirmation to like, not email confirmation, like an email saying sign up. And then right when it opens, you just sign up. Got it. Which I find more fair because I don't trust the lottery system. I'd rather just be lucky. And I see, I think if you're on it, you get in. Gotcha. Every year it's getting bigger and bigger. And at some point they're just going to sell the day out and like, There'll be like a hundred something people, mm-hmm. um, and then those you can just shotgun start a hundred different people and get them through around no problem. Right. Um, it's just a really cool concept. We to, we are uh, for caddies probably too when we do yeah. it. No, I did see them walk off with caddies as well. I don't know what's gonna what it would run us, but it's um it's funny. I posed the question in the office today, and uh, you know I was like, what is a realistic bucket list item that you want to like cross off in like the next three to five years. Realistic. Realistically. You know? And that was my, that's what I told everyone today in the office. I, I like, think that's super realistic. It's not, it's expensive. Um, it, you know, if you wanted to do a right, right, like first class all the way, you know, you probably could spend like $8,000, $10,000, yeah. no problem. I, I don't know. Again, I don't know how much, Right, like the flight, and then like you got to factor all in like the food and all that kind of in the golf. I don't know what all that is. That's first class, first class. I'm talking if we do it, I like, think it could be four or five grand. Yeah, if we do it, I can get it under five. Yeah, and so that was my realistic, yeah, bucket list item would be to go play Bandon Dunes one, but just play four rounds in one day, and it would be like a better soon because it might not ever type situation. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. There's people who do it like 55, 60 out there. 
Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to feel at 55, 60 because our body already kind of feels a little rough at times. Right, like, so like, that's what I'm saying. Like We might need to just do it but at that time, but I thought we we're going to have to throw you with like a hot patch on your back. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to rub you down with some CBD lotion. <laughs> um, a couple pairs of shoes. Like we need to do a couple pairs of shoes, new socks, new underwear for Papa. Yeah. Baby uh, wipes for sure. Baby wipes for sure. <laughs> baby powder for yeah, the feet. Be, between yeah. Eight, yeah, between 18 holes, you do stop. And they have like, you can take a little rest stop. Your stuff. You get like a little like snack or whatever, but you put your new shoes on. You kind of, it's not a huge break. It's like 20 minutes. Yeah, it's not much. It's literally like a, hey, let's recoup. Let's throw down some water, change the shoes, maybe throw on a new shirt. And it's time to rock and roll. Yeah, and then the guys come up and they give you... um the guys pick you up on the 18 hole in the golf cart and they bring you your number one hole. Yeah. So it's something we, it's on the list for us for so sure. That would be really cool. Do you have a, uh, other like bucket list type item, like something like that? Two or three years. Yeah. I, I said anywhere from, you know, you don't want to go more than five years. That's kind of what I said. Like it's more of a money thing. Like it's gotta be right. semi affordable, right? That's what yeah, I, I can't say that. like, Pebble Beach and Spyglass. Like, that's not... You could make that. That's a good That's a good four grand. Yeah, but, like, no, that's not the way you would want to do it. You want a caddy. You're going to want... You, well, Spyglass is, like, 550 for a round. You know, Pebble's, like, 650 for a round. Yeah, it just wouldn't be... That's, eh. like, three grand. Yeah, it's just not on my list. Okay. It'd be way down there for me. Okay. Just because, one, I want more cash. I want to do it, like, probably the wives are going to want to come. Okay, so what is so what is your one anywhere from like that five year ish range? Do you have one? I, I mean, mean I'm, yeah. I'm throwing you on the spot, but no, no, I love it. Let me uh, tootle around a little bit with this. Um, Florida, yeah, would be one for me. Um, uh, Texas, I guess, because I know where we can stay. I would love to go to Texas. That'd be really fun to check out. Just like some food. Would love to check out some like Texas barbecue. I mean, we love barbecue. So yeah. that'd be fun. That'd be good. Barbecue is like one of our favorite foods to get when we're playing. Oh yeah. That's our thing. Um, love that. We did Arizona. What about Pinehurst? I know it's like, that's stretching the budget, but would that be in the, in the ballpark? For sure. If we can figure it out. I don't know if we can get that within the navigational planes there. Yeah. But, but we might five be years. shot. There's a, there's a, there's a, resort i've been thinking about i can't remember the name like the area of golf do you know where it's located and probably like uh south carolina might be okay. another good trip they have That'd some fire. really cool um golf court like hilton heads out there um they got like a lot of like tournament golf that you can kind of play but yeah um i'm gonna throw my final answer out there i'm gonna say florida okay like it i don't like it i love it actually florida is fantastic and you know, we just actually you showed me this new series on YouTube called Strapped. And they showed us, um, you know, they did an episode on Tallahassee. And I was in Florida. Yeah. And so that's in like the middle of Florida. Super cool. Very, very cheap golf. So you could do it very affordably. You mm -hmm. can pop around to a bunch of places because Florida, it's not that big. It's, and then you can hit yeah. up. It's, it's big depending on like where. But where if you go at. like kind of like in a main city like to Miami something like that, you know, you can like jet more like, you know, towards like central Florida and like sure. play some more golf, make it cheaper. But then you're also kind of getting a little bit of back and forth. You probably, yeah. Like you can get to Orlando to Miami and South beach in one day. Mm -hmm. So uh, like four hours or something like yeah. that. Or just hop on a, like a quick 
40 minute flight. Ooh, like the 40 minute flights. Yeah. Um, I was also just, you know, kind of hanging out at work today and we watched some trade talks today go down. And I don't know what's up with the NBA. I feel like some teams are giving away players, you know, like the Bradley Beal thing we just recently talked about. Yeah, dude, that was actually insane because I I would classify Bradley Beal as a really, really top-end shooting guard. And, and like Washington, Washington just kind of gave him away for like nothing. It's like, what? What just happened right there? Right. And then today more trades came out and Boston traded Marcus Smart to um, who they trade him to again? The Grizzlies. Yes. The Grizzlies gave... Um, a first-rounder right. this year, a first-rounder next year, mm-hmm. and Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, they gave them to... They gave... The Grizzlies gave the Wizards something, and then the Wizards gave Porzingis. Yeah, it was a three-way trade. Right. I don't remember exactly... I don't even know what the... What the third team was doing in there, because right. all I saw was trade rape between the two yeah. franchises of the Boston it's Celtics so and the Grizzlies. <laughs> I don't know what is going on. And it's no disrespect to Marcus Smart, because I respect what he does. Right. But like Kristaps Porzingis is just as good, I would I would say, and as as much as an asset as Marcus Smart could potentially be. I mean, yeah, I think Marcus Smart. You know, it's hard to get to part ways with him, but you you don't need. Let's go get a seven footer that can drain threes and like can grab some boards for us. Right, like absolutely fitting the Jokic strategy, which is what we kind of talked about, is that everyone's going big. Like, a big man who can shoot and play a little offense is the number one asset right now in the yeah. NBA, and he, they just snagged one. And they just got... And they got two first-round picks. Yeah, it's a really great trade. Why can't the Lakers... Lakers never going to pull off this magic anymore. I feel like we constantly give up, like, an arm and a leg for players, and then when they get to the Lakers, they shit the bed. Like, yeah, I, we would never get Bradley Beal for like some shoelaces and a couple pennies. We'd have to give up like <laughs> Austin Reeves, Malik Beasley. We'd have to give up Mo Bamba. We'd have to give up like. We have to give up our 2027 first round picks. Two of them. <laughs> we don't got any more of them. We have to give like, few, like, and we have to fight for Bradley Beal. And Bradley Beal comes to the Lakers and he sucks and he hates it and he leaves and he balls out somewhere else. I don't know what's up with it. I did hear a trade rumor that uh, Mo Bamba, uh, Malik Beasley, and um, they said a first rounder this year, which would be our 13th pick, which I don't want to give up. Um, For who, though? We get uh, Miles wait, we have Turner. A 13, wait, we have a 13th pick? Or 17th. This I thought draft. we were way lower. No, I think we have a 17th pick. Did we get someone else's first round? We, I think we kept one because we didn't get in last okay. with the Pelicans. I. Oh, it's based on where you stand in the regular season. Yeah, it was like if we uh, if we lost something, we get some like another first rounder. We'd have to give up to the Pelicans. Or okay, something. gotcha. So we had to like win and get into the playoffs to avoid that. Mm-hmm. And so whatever, I, maybe it's something or they gave up that pick or more players okay. for Miles Turner and Buddy Healed. I love Buddy. Buddy and Miles would be great. I don't know Miles. Miles Turner? Going to be real honest with you right now. Okay. Yeah, I don't know Miles Turner. And I barely know Buddy. Buddy Hill is an unreal three-point shooter. Okay. D and, three and D guy through and through. I know. I knew a that. Pure shooter. Got it. New, is he tall-ish? He's a good-ish size. 6'7"? Six, no. 6'4"? Six, like 6'6", six, 6'5". Six, okay. 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 Um, 
And then Miles Turner was he's um like an all star. Oh shit. Yeah. Shows so, you how much I'm following the game right now. He like where, play, where I mean, he plays from? for the Pacers. That's exactly why I didn't see him. Yeah, they both on the, they were both on the Pacers. I, I don't really tune in to basketball during the regular season. It's all playoff basketball for right. your boy over here. And the only time I ever watch them is when I'm on uh the Laker basketball and they play the Lakers, which isn't which isn't okay. much. Well, I really hope that goes through. I feel like that's a pretty I feel like that's a very good trade. For a D'Angelo Russell, Mo Bamba, and... Oh, and D'Lo? Yeah. Uh, I don't mind getting rid of D'Lo. Yeah, I don't mind that. Because you could throw Austin Reeves as a point guard. Yeah. Austin Reeves can learn point guard. Yeah, I don't mind that. I, I, think, that's, like, I think that's solid. You, you know, Austin Reeves, Buddy Heald, Miles Turner. Is Miles Turner Davis, like a LeBron small James. forward? Yeah. I love that. He's a small forward slash like power forward. We have a lot of those now, though. Right, but if you'd be giving up like, well, Bamba, D'Angelo, Emily. Yeah, Beasley. but then you have, but then you have uh, Rui. That's fine. Rui's and you off have, the bench. and you have LeBron. LeBron would be starting. Okay. Right. And then you have Rui coming in for Miles or LeBron. Okay. Austin Reeves would be starting, re- and then um, you keep Schroeder. He'd be playing too. Okay. And you kind of get, and then you have uh, Max Christie sophomore year, um, who'd be great. You probably- yeah, he actually. Uh, I don't think a lot of people are actually talking about him, and I thought he should have gotten a look at some point. I thought so too because he was he shoots very well. He's very young, athletic, very athletic, and he is yeah very athletic, and he's also pretty big. Isn't he like right. six eight or nine? He's like, he's like a bigger looking point guard for sure. I, when I see him on the court, he's not small. He stands um, out. Yeah. Um, Athletically. Know, that like, is true. Like, he's very much, like, off the ball, very athletic. Defensive, he's, Kind of like reminds not, me, like, a lanky, like, almost like a Wiggins-type, like, yeah, player, almost. I could see, hopefully he has that ceiling, but um, I do see that, like, asset in him. Like, he, he does has, a lot of good yeah. stuff like that. His defense isn't there yet. I thought it was fine. I mean, yeah, like he's a good offensive player too. Anyways, I thought he should have like definitely gotten some more looks, but it would be really interesting to see where that trade goes. Right, we'll we love also to see have that. Scott, um, LeBron James is uh, two man, uh, who are not LeBron James. Michael Jordan's two man, back in the day. Scotty Pippen, Scotty Pippen's son. Wait, what? We have Scotty Pippen's son. He's on the, the only team right now. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, and he's good too. Great. So we have two. Let's get these young bucks some reps, dude. Um, he kind of was like played some minutes when we were in the really bad part of our season. Then uh, went to the D League and came back up and just okay. kind of sat on the bench. But yeah, um, keeping on the sports theme here, um, we watched a couple good docs. You and I on one of our late night hangouts, and uh, one of them being the Conor McGregor. I do want to preface this. We watched this before. The rape allegations came out when he knocked out a mascot. I'm not up to date on his current allegations. I don't know if he's done it or not. But we're just going to talk about the we're going to what we're going to trade. We're going to yeah, strictly talk about the uh, documentary that he put on. Right. This is his documentary, so this is obviously maybe a little bit biased, maybe a little bit like obviously in his favor if he's making it for himself. Totally. But we're going to focus on that because that, that obviously we want to share and talk about something that's sports related and 
if you know essentially like a, a mindset and like what we can very take much away, in the cabbage stuff very much like what we can take away from the documentary itself and releasing all the other overhanging stuff that Conor Ooh. McGregor may may bring yeah that's always a discussion too can you separate the art from the artist yeah you know like I know it's sports, but can you separate like what the athlete has done off the court to what he is on the court? You know, it's very interesting. Um, it's hard uh, to do that for me personally most of the time. Um, but the documentary just hit me in a point where uh, it kind of helped me change my mindset a little bit. And I think this all, on my health journey. Yeah, exactly. This this definitely kickstarted the whole thing for you. Yeah, it really did. I don't, you know, it was just. Because you came to me right around like five-ish weeks ago when the documentary came out, maybe four weeks, mm -hmm. right? Which would be around that like that four-week, five-week like position where you kind of decided you want to do your 20-day journeys. Right. And you came to me like, yeah, no, this podcast, or sorry, this documentary kind of like, like reframed the way I thought I need to go about things. Yeah, it made me feel... Um like Connor, like there's clips of Connor talking about himself when he's like has nothing with nobody and just like, yeah, I'm gonna be a UFC fighter. Um, I'm not gonna be a tradesman. Everyone's like, yeah, right. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, he was training to be like a carpenter, right? right? And he or was like, like a blacksmith, something like that, where it wasn't even close to fighting. They didn't fight growing up, besides like street fights and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and this is like in a small town in Ireland. Yeah, like nothing, nobody. Or Scotland. Scotland? In Ireland. Ireland? Oh, yeah, yeah Ireland. Okay. Um, like, with nothing and nobody, um, and just, uh, like, wills his way to where he's currently at. Like, really manifesting and just, like, no, I'm going to be a UFC fighter, and I'm going to be, like, one of the best that ever do it. And the way Connor's always portrayed to me, like, I'm not a huge Connor fan. Like, I wasn't a Connor fan going into this. He I actually kind of disliked Connor McGregor. He's back on my kind of on my shit list, but this documentary was so good for like, yeah. if you want to learn like how deep your mindset can go and what it looks like for a true athlete, like to live and breathe it. Like this is like the new thing that everyone's kind of figuring out about athletes right now is there's like a certain mindset that wasn't really talked about that these people have. Mm -hmm. I think now more than ever, it matters like with Minyama like, not only is he a generational athlete and a freak of nature, but that mental is also there. And that's right. where it makes you dangerous. And this is the same thing as LeBron James a little bit as well. Same thing with Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Tiger Woods. Derek like, Jeter. You know, like, they have that weird, like, uh, kick or, like, twitch to them a little bit. And, like, you know, it kind of pushes them into another gear and gets them to totally be immersed in what they're trying to accomplish but not just for the four to six hours a day when you're actually training and rehabbing, but doing it like around the clock. 24 hours. Around the clock. Right. Like, and it's like when I need to be going to sleep, what I need to be doing to recover, what I need to be putting in my body. You know, it's like, you know, it's mentally, really hyper. like mental, mental reps. Like mm -hmm. it's just all the time and it never stops. And he's like, you know, and you see images of him like after he breaks, fractures his ankle and blows his leg out. You see it before, and just his mindset was always on this place of I'm this special talent and just working extremely difficult 
and to get there. And you see his growth because after his um, Khabib fight, he went through a very dark place before it. You say he wasn't fighting from a place of like wanting and passion. It was like anger and hate, mm -hmm. which he doesn't fight well, I guess he said from that position. Um, yeah, like, you know, it's just like seeing the color red all the time for like, he would have a, never for, like Khabib. For, for like a bull. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I understand there's for sure there's debates and like, I don't know if he would have ever beat him. Like maybe, got, maybe, maybe, maybe in his prime when he got lucky to the left. Maybe, but, but like, like yeah. no one's stopping him. I, yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. But it was I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that he was trying to get back to the mindset of like enjoyment. And if you're right. seeing something in the wrong state of mind, you're going to think about it very reactively or irrationally. Mm -hmm. And for him to take a big loss like that to Khabib and then reframe how the way he thought and realize that I did all of that wrong, even though I'm the two-time world champion in two weight classes, I'm going to like reframe the way I think and like, come back, learn from it, get better. It's a sense of humbleness that he also like had. Yeah. But also a way to be like, obviously I got kicked the shit out of, like I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. He's like, obviously we lost. There's I'm missing something. And he goes back and he's watching his video of how he lost his, which is different than he claims. Um, his workout regimen gets back to like fully training and like, he's not going to beat me with leg kicks. So all he does is train his legs. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting because also, like, you see, like, the doctor kind of let him down with the ankle, the deep ankle bruise, the bone bruise. Yeah. You kind of see the doctor, which which is intimidating to have all those people in there, the room with him. Like, kind of intimidating to see him go through that. Like, the doctor, because everyone's like, is he going to be okay? Reality, the doctor's probably like, no, he shouldn't, like, shouldn't fight. Mm -hmm. He should probably sit down. But, yes, there's, like, that's not an answer. Right, and you have to. He had to find a way in order to deliver the bad news, but provide a workaround of what he can do. Still, right. He's like, yeah, wrap your ankle. He's like, well, how bad? How heavy do I need to wrap it? Wrap the doctor's it. like, wrap it, wrap it, like yeah. a cast. Yeah, like, and, and still, like basically, don't try to like even move this thing. Basically, right. he's like, you're on it when you're fighting. I would not do full contact, mm -hmm. and then you're off of it when you're not fighting. Mm -hmm. And Karn's like, great, and that's like how you're like, oh, that's how you. F have a break your you know fracture something is from you know doing it like too many times and i thought about my ankle i'm like i have a bone bruise i could easily <laughs> like snap this thing in half right now yeah but i don't know like it was just his mindset about how like i'm he's married to the same girl he seems like a good dad to his kids seems like a very much a family driven um kind of man so in in that regard and you bring up the fact where I was after the Khabib fight as well. And it was like, he, I'm forgetting all like the minute details, but he like threw like a chair at the bus. Yeah. Like, it was up to the first one. He just kind of like went to a dark place. and Right. And so he had a member, he had to pay, um, and service those community service hours at a church. Right. And of course, again, a little bit biased, I'm sure in the favor of Conor McGregor, but he actually did extra community service at that church. Like he over fulfilled his hours. Yeah, Cause and he loved it so much. Cause he loved it so much. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go back and get back to this church. And he, and like, of course, in the Connor McGregor in this documentary fashion learns from it. Right. He like finds his value, finds his core again. Mm -hmm. And he starts rebuilding himself essentially. Right. And he like, you know, 
I don't know if he's ever been, I don't think he's been faithful to that woman of his, but at least he's married to her. Maybe they have some sort of agreement. Who knows? Who knows? But he seems like a great dad. And that's something, you know, you want to strive for. You want to strive for like, he seems at home very comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like he feels like I want, I would love that comfortability. Like that, like he like looks when he's at home that like he doesn't have to be anywhere or go and do anything. And, um, you know, made his money, his wife set, his family set, his kids are set. It's yeah. like a mindset I would love to get to. And I think that's, I was like, man, I really, my goal is always to be like, you know, that rich. Like I've yeah, always wanted to well be, off. I've always wanted to have very, be very well off. You know, I think that's, um, I think that's a very like almost an interesting thing because there's a couple different ways to think about it. Cause I want to segue into the next mm-hmm. little like, um, you know, documentary that we watched as well is that you say that it's a sense of comfort that he may like provide because he's like such a good family man, well off. He's always striving to be, to also reflect on gratitude, but also look forward to how can I achieve more of that because it's all earned. Right. And take care of his family. And you his know? friends. And his, yes, exactly. All the people that he cares about and then give back. And that's what gives him worth. And so I think that's very interesting to think about. I wanted to maybe take a flip on the other side of the right. fence here. Because we watched a documentary of Tiger Woods and how he was essentially raised in a military house. You know, with a very, very strict regiment and not the most well-off. And obviously people are being very racist to Tiger Woods and his family and being interracial as well. Um, You know, being in a very, very tough household where the father, Earl, put a ton of pressure on Tiger Woods saying that he's only allowed to practice golf. That's it. These are the claims that are made. Now, this is a Tiger documentary not made by Tiger Woods. Exactly. And so again, HBO. I think it's very, very, it's, I think it's very good to highlight that because this is just what they're saying, right? In the documentary mm-hmm. from their, from their field of view, but, um, very, very harsh in, environment when he's, when he's growing up, can only play golf, you know, could go to school, live, breathe golf. And it's just like grinding constantly. And that's all he's doing. Right. And Earl pushed him a lot. And it's, and you also set this like crazy, crazy floor, not even ceiling, but as well, as well, but crazy floor saying like, if this guy is not a generational talent, talent going to be bigger than Michael Jordan. Right. And he could be like a Gandhi, literally word for word. He could be like a Gandhi or like an MLK to the world in the right. sport, in the sports world because he's interracial and my son has a discipline to accomplish that. So it's very different the way how maybe Conor McGregor has a way of like, you know, providing for his family. Right. This is something completely opposite that Earl is doing to Tiger Woods and his family as well. Yeah, I feel like it's tough, right? Clearly, Tiger at a young age was different. Oh, yeah. You can, I think every guy who has ever played sports can... And hopefully you're probably biased to be you could take off the glasses of a parent and look at your kid and really be honest. Does my son have it? Like, I'm sure my dad saw me running around and was like, this kid's going to have to play football. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, I can't jump, but, like, he has natural strength. He's going to be a bigger body, yada, yada, yada. Um, I'm sure Earl was, like, a Green Beret or something like that. Yeah. Um, he was on the um, C4 right. um, like squad. I'm sure he doesn't see things from rose-colored glasses. I'm sure he saw Tiger for exactly what and who Tiger was. Agreed. And I think that's why... And he was able to harness what his child had. And even though he raised the floor and made it extremely difficult, I feel like it all came from a place of love and kindness and like caring for this kid of his. And he knew, maybe he knew he had something and just believed enough that it was actually a thing. Sure. Because I've seen the delusional parents. Sure. Like, I've had I, like the worst I've ever seen was at Laguna Hills High School with this one basketball player named Red or something. And his dad um was like just hypothetically speaking, but like Yeah. Yeah. Like all about it. And um it's just Yeah, yeah. there's like there's a couple, but yeah, you can I think you all need to like there is a like a situation of like, okay, let's step back. You know, can my son get a Division One college scholarship? Like, you know, at some point you got to like, you know, pull back those glasses and see like, can I see it at face value? But so. Yeah, and I think he, I think Tiger's dad did that. And I personally, like we were arguing like what he did, was that correct or not? Like, was that a good thing or did he hurt Tiger? Going down the line, Tiger obviously has issues. He's very like weird. Like, I love Tiger. I love watching him, but, like, him interact with other people, he seems, at least for the camera, like, very... Yeah. Very, very strange to me at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you see him. Uh, yeah. Almost, um, like, almost awkward, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, at times. Like, awkwardly competitive and joking, but, try, I don't know, constantly trying to, like, outsmart someone. I don't know. It's something that it doesn't feel quite right and very, like you go, like we were talking about Ricky Fowler this past week and you're like, hey, that's just a good stand-up dude. Really friendly. Right. You very, wouldn't say like Tiger's like super friendly. Yeah. You wouldn't say Tiger's like super, I mean, at least the, from what we've seen, just the Thomas can't get enough of them. Sure. Like they're like big brother, little brother. So I guess to me, I don't have a problem what, you know, Tiger's dad did. Um, I don't think there's in. Uh, yeah, you were kind of asking the question: Is there like it was it too much? You right. know, like was it too much to push him and and raise the floor that much? Um, maybe, maybe someone could see it that way. Maybe because he wasn't really quote unquote able to have a normal childhood. But I mean, maybe you don't need to have a normal childhood to achieve something so great in your lifetime. You know. Different, yeah, like just sometimes different achieves gr- greater. You right, know? like I get he was couldn't be goofy with his high school girlfriend all the time. Like, oh, I think he's okay. I if I could trade in, right, not being goofy with my high school girlfriend to be a Masters winner multiple times over, I would trade that. For yeah, my high school girlfriend, no problem. I yeah, I agree. Like, and he went and played golf at Stanford. And he later also, like, found that crazy concentration later in his career. So maybe he had that, like, maybe he wanted to have a little fun when he was, like, 16, 17, 20 years old. But, like, when he was 21, 22 and winning Masters, 
championships and constantly winning on the PGA Tour. That man was so focused. Yeah, you can tell. Focused. You can tell he just locks into a different level of person. I, I inherently like. Let's just put it like this: my kid comes out, and he or she is amazing at batoning. You know, like, and I could see that they have a career in batoning. Like, I bring them to classes. Right. They flip the thing higher than anybody else. The teachers are coming up and asking me, and maybe I could find out like there's some career path in it. I would like push my kid. Of course. I would be like, you know, you should do this. This is what you should be doing. Like at some point, if they were still into it, like now if my kid came up to me every day crying and hated every minute of it, of course. I am sure I would stop. It wouldn't take long. No. It would be like whatever. Like if you don't want to do Let's it. Let's like finish off you. the season or whatever. Let's finish right. off the couple tournaments. Like I don't do. think Tiger was dying of from playing golf that he came to I his dad. I don't like, think so. Please make it stop. Like it certainly looked like his identity at some points, you know. Right. Like Tiger loved it. Like yeah. so And the constant amount of junior tournaments and blah blah blah. Like he obviously wouldn't be doing it if he didn't love it at mm -hmm. that point. So and you know, there's a reason why he's still playing today at the age of forty seven with you know, eight surgeries and a fused back and broken legs. Like he's still yeah. hitting golf balls. Like it, he obviously has some sort of enjoyment towards it still. He really. also started up the Tiger Woods Golf League as well. Yeah, really, really cool. T, uh, is it Tiger Woods Golf League? TGL. TGL. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is an indoor golf league. It's going to be hit, played all across the United States and a massive, I hear, like movie screen sized. Like um, theater almost theater. Like, or, or like arena. Um, yeah, simulator that they, they hit into, and the ball lands on like a middle of an arena. You could see like a like a fake ball roll, and then it lands on like whatever surface you're playing on. You hit off that uh, fake astroturf into like a whole area. Like they they're playing golf, and um, you know it's just like he's gonna go do that. I'm sure he guys ain't go fused for that league. He's gonna have to do it. And if you listen to anyone out there too, Tiger. Hits the ball better or equal to every other tour player out there. Yeah. When he's on the range. Everyone's like, it's Tiger. Right. He's ball striking the hell out of the golf ball and everyone else. Like when he's picking it clean and Sky is like, why do you do that? He's like, I don't know. I just do it. Yeah. I just pick it clean, dude. I just hit the ball pure. <laughs> and he's like, okay, whatever, weirdo. But yeah, man, it's um interesting how these docs and these things. I love sports docs. It's like my new favorite thing to do when YV passes out I'll go throw I just watched the new Anaheim Ducks one that came out dude I you got to tell me more about it I just actually heard about it today in the office it sounds great it's unreal um we can watch you know part of it later yeah that sounds awesome um mm -hmm. is it on Netflix no it's on ESPN okay. I was gonna say I have like a real bone to pick with Netflix yeah why <laughs> I don't have the login anymore you got to be in the same household as the account oh, holder no. like it tracks like your zip code or some shit like that I don't know how it does Who, it whose account was it well it's, you know it's the in-laws oh they you just know. got paid more for it than you guys get it okay maybe we just split the difference you know yeah just like, throw the extra three dollars I think it is it's whatever but like I, I think I that agree would be, that'd be worth it but like come on what are we doing here? Like, can we just have like three counts? Like, let's just, let's just share. The, the system's been working. Why are we breaking it up? Exactly. Exactly. Like you guys so don't have enough money over there. Apparently, they need to make more. Um, well, I'm going to take a little shot <laughs> shot at Netflix with more like shitty, like original releases, dude. Yeah. Are you even like, are we even watching those? No, no I haven't watched them in forever. 
little shot on Netflix. I love it. Take a shot of the big dog, huh? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know sometimes. Damn, dude. We're just out here trying to watch a couple, you know, sports docs and hang out. Right. You got to be like, you know, putting all these like terrible originals and charging more money for an already love rich it. corporation. I don't know. So I'm well, just a little so, guy. I'm just a little voice, a little guy talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're on this movie and, uh, you know, topic, uh, it's a good time to bring up our three works for the day. Yeah. We got three worst movie snacks. Um, you go ahead, buddy. Lead us off here. Yeah, you took us away on Monday. I'll take us away here on a late Wednesday night. Love it. Um, you know, it's it's movie season. Everyone's looking forward to it. There's lots of big blockbusters coming up, so we thought this would be a good one for us. And there's no better snack and bite. And actually, to further, like, clarify the movie snacks, mm-hmm. it's what you would most likely find, like, at a theater three right? worst like, movie snacks exactly not just like snacking while watching a movie at home right at it's the a movie theater exactly and so that's this is where i'm going to for my number three um i don't think it really needs to be overthought that much because mm-hmm. if you're doing this kind of snack at the movie theater and i've seen it once and you're probably not doing it very well and that's pizza for me great it's, it's it's trying to it's it's i don't i don't want to get a full meal right at the movie like, and I get like a slice can be like a good snack, just like a hot dog. Right. I just don't love okay to not so great pizza. Yeah. Any, you gotta anymore, have some, yeah, because you the cheese is going to blow you up. Yeah. That, and I just don't think the, the you know, the crust is a lot for me. Right. And I've had really good crust before and I, it's hard to go back. Right. And I've also had good marinara, like pizza sauce, and it's hard to go back from that as well. I don't blame you. So... It's not a, it's not terrible, but it's something I'm never going to. Great. Um, number two for me, and this is kind of just an all arounder. Um, in any event, they're really really going to, but this especially like sticks out in the movie theaters, and that's just you know the fake cheese nachos. Yeah, the nachos. What out are we there. like? What What are we doing? I, right. I, I guess I'm really not trying to go a ton of savory. Mm-hmm. At the movie theater, it's kind of like just let me get some sour candy and like let's go something like that. So, right. um, yeah, that's my number two. And then my number one here, it is a sweet, but my God, it is the worst there is out there because there is about at least 50 better options yeah. than this thing. And it's the dot. Yeah, dots, dots are, just trash. are awful. Trash. I used to like them when I was like four years old because I could just chew them like a little like, you know. Kid? Yeah, just like a little hamster, right? <laughs> just, just go at that it. thing, right? Yeah. The, um, the but now I'm worried suck. about like cracking and chipping my tooth and yanking a tooth out and my teeth are all jacked up. But like now they just don't even have any flavor. <laughs> Never going anywhere near them. Yeah, dots are not good. They're, they should be. Totally, totally. Go. I would judge somebody if they came up with like I got dots for candy. I'm like, you can keep those to yourself. Just do it yourself, bro. That's your candy. You have your candy now. Actually, yeah. Let me have some straight in the bin. Yeah, throw it <laughs> right in the trash. Um, yeah, number, uh, it's a great list, bud. I really, we have one similar thing here. Number three for me is just something I. It's just too much now for me, probably sugar wise. Um, cause I'm going to get candy, going to already have some other stuff. So don't you dare. It's the Coke slush. Oh no. I thought you were going to go to like a, yeah, the blueberry, the yeah, cherry blueberry, slush. raspberry Coke slushies are just too much in a movie theater. I'm dead. It's just way too much. For that me. is a bad take. My friend. I don't think so. That's a bad take. I think it's just too much sugar. Cause I'm already going to have candy. 
Like, just give me a normal Coke. Yeah, okay, but have you ever go, like... You're going to go right... That's the same thing, dude. I guess, no, because it's, it's bubbles. It's kind of the same thing. I'm sure they put more sugar in the slushy. A little bit more, but I'm it's, sure they put it's the much, same much, thing. A lot more sugar in the slushy. I'm going to disagree. It's a bad take. Have you ever gone, like, slushy and popcorn? Yeah. Goated. You're going to rip that thing away? <laughs> I mean, like, I had. it's hard for me because I like so many movie snacks. <laughs> so I had to pick something. Okay. Okay. You know, like, yeah. if you're going to give me a Coke slushy, I'm not going to say no to it. <laughs> but I just, I don't ever really pick a Coke slushy. Okay. Um, number That's two fine. for me is nachos. Okay, good. Yeah. The fake well cheese. De- well deserved. Well deserved. Yeah, you know, like, I'm with you. Like, there's only fake cheese on it and they're just trash. They're like, you heat them up in the microwave. They're kind of styro, like the styrofoamy, weird, crispy chip. I don't know. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't work. And number one for me um, is white caps. Oh, that's such a good pick, dude. Yeah, that's a tough place to put it because that's such a legendary and iconic movie snack. Yeah, but, but boy, does that not really hit at all. What like, are they? I don't. Know, it's like dying milk duds can go right into the trash. Okay, for me. I love milk duds. You take milk duds are right trash. Back. You put that right back in your quarter. No, <laughs> I won't. And then I'll, I'll stick by that one. Milk dots uh, are trash. It's just like dots. They're not great. They're not great. Yeah, I would much rather go to like, you know, Twix if you're going to go for the Give chocolate and caramel. Yeah. Give me a re- Is there a better chocolate candy than the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup? I don't think that anyone's going to argue with you one bit. And also, actually, have you tried the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Thins? I have not yet. Oh, mama. Those are special. Game changer. Because one would say that sometimes I love peanut butter, but maybe it's a little bit too much peanut butter at times. I could see that. And so you kind of go back and forth from thins to like regular and you get better, like that better chocolate ratio going mm. on. It, dude, it, and they're also a little bit thinner. So they got some crisp to them as mm. well. They're pretty special. Damn. And yeah, I don't think there's anything better than a Reese's. I agree. Um, if you're going M&M to Reese's Pieces, are you going Reese's Pieces all day long? Plain M&M? Yep, plain M&M. You gotta, not peanut M&M? Not peanut. Face peanut value. butter M&M? Nope. You got to go straight up. Then I take Reese's Pieces all okay. day. Okay. Well, the, obviously... Should we just do our top two favorite snacks right now? Because we're just ripping off. Uh, top three favorite movie snacks. Yeah, just right now off the rip because... Yeah. Number three for me is going to be um, Sour Patch Kids. Mm-hmm. I'm going to that's number two. Since so we're going off the rip, Sour Patch Kids number two. Yep. You know what? Number one. Sour Patch Kids for me is number one. It's goaded. Number one, it's Sour really, Patch Kids. It's really hard. Let's nope. do like a draft, right? Like you go one... Okay. And My first round pick would be Sour Patch Kids. Okay. Throw it all over to me right here. Andrew, first round pick. Yeah, because then we'll we'll go like off the board type situation. Love I love this. It's going to be right off the top so of the So Sour Patch Kids to me. Um, I'm going to take the Nerds Rope clusters. Okay. Is that a movie candy? Yeah, it Have is. you seen it in the movie yeah, theater? Yeah, Nerds Rope in and the you theater. Would. And you got a great first round pick on you. That it's goaded. The nerds can't really defeated. Uh, you know what? Maybe it's not sold over the counter, but uh, good old Susan would always bring those things in. Always. Well, you can't. It's got to be sold over the okay. counter. Um, Mike and Ike Sours. 
Okay. They, they usually have some sort of sour candy like yeah, that now. Some sort of sour like that or sour Skittles. I can that go works there. too. I can go. I got to go sour. I got to combat your sour with a sour. Okay. So which one? Sour Skittles? Let's go sour Skittles because I've seen those. That's a staple. I've seen them there constantly. Number two for me, Thin Mints. That's a good one. That's just a really high pick for the Thin Mint. But, you know, the guy brings a certain freshness to the game. Yeah. And it's hard denying that guy. I love him. Yeah. It's really nice. Okay. Um, I feel like I got to get something like... I, I, another sweet too, because again, I'm there for like the sweet treat. And is there anything better than a good old fashioned sweetest fish for me? I mean, that's, that's right up the middle for you. Um, I know uh, you, maybe it's not big for you, but I, I can crush sweetest fish and I've seen those constantly over there. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't blame it. I, I like the pick Swedish fish are my go-to candy. Um, number this should have been on the board, maybe one or number two, but give me uh, popcorn. Yeah, I mean it, it's forever goaded. I was just wanted to think be of, a little different. Yeah, I yeah. just I just like the sweets. I just like the sweets. Um, yeah, dude, I just love I love the cherry coke and um, the cherry coke slushy. Give me that in the three. Yeah, they just really the movies in forever. It's just dude. a match made, dude. Those those two. I need to go to the movies again. Um, have you checked out the new way of doing um, the whole 270 degree screen, the Screen X? Have you seen one of those? It's cool because I don't. I'm not a really a big 3D guy, but I recently went to the movies and I saw. Um, oh my god, dude! Top I, we are just the worst. Yes, thank you, Top Gun Maverick in Screen X, and we saw Avatar 2 in Screen X. It's kind of a game changer. I will have to say. Okay. Mason to check out. Do I have to wear something. glasses the whole time? No, no glasses. That's the best part. That's what, that's my whole argument against 3D. Right. I don't like wearing the glasses. It sometimes messes with my vision. There's no glasses, no nothing. There's just projectors and an extension of the actual screen of the movie during action scenes. When it's dialogue and face-to-face, -face, no screen acts, no extra peripheral. Only when there's action scenes oh, where, there's, so where cool. there's movement. So you actually feel... Like you're kind of like in the scene a little bit more. Like I gotta go to the movies. In Avatar, we like anytime there was the ocean, you were like immersed in the ocean. Mm. It was really cool. It's one of those things where it's kind of a special experience when you go over there. I have to go try something like the that. next big action-packed movie. It's pretty fun. It's pretty cool. All right, bud. In the books, episode 21. Love late, it. Late night episode. Appreciate everyone sticking with us. The golf updates and all that stuff will be back. Um, you got anything for the people? I just can't wait to hear about your rounds um, mm -hmm. coming up this weekend, right? And um, but yeah, just looking forward to to hear what's going on in the in the Oregon life, you know, dude. Yeah, buddy, I'll give you all the updates. Um, shout out to Devin. Thank you for being an editor for us, Madison. Always there for the media and Jake. Fire social media. Social media. Social media is popping. Thumbnails are looking real clean, real crispy. Couldn't do it without you guys. Um, we're going to be here for a while. We're in the cabbage. And just a reminder, keep swinging.